Alrighty, we are back for the continuing story of Tracykins. Right. We've been, we've been so excited to see what's up next in the life of Tracykins. No, no, actually, it's not Tracykins. This is uh, Wolverine, and I am once again joined by my buddy Joe. How you doing this month, Joe? Great. Glad to be here, sir. I am so happy to have you, and I am, you know, I was going to say I'm so happy to get like a standard Wolverine story, but uh. Yeah, we'll get to that as we go along here. Uh, now this is right. this is Wolverine number 48, just like everything we've discussed this uh, week here, this month, this episode. Uh, it has a November 1991 cover date. Now, the story has got a couple of names. Uh, you might call it Shiva Scenario Part 1 or Phase 1 or whatever you want to say, or you might call it Dreams of Gore Phase 1. And uh, this is a tale of both memory and mystery written by Larry Hama. Our regular penciler, Mark Silvestri, is here. Inks by Dan Green, letters by Pat Brousseau, and colors by Steve uh, Bucciolato. And, Perfect. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's close or close. Maybe it's right on. We might have to ask him. Hey, how do you say your name here? All right. Uh, our editorial team is Bob Harris and Tom DeFalco. This issue would have set you back a buck seventy-five, which is why I didn't buy it at the time. Right. I was thinking about that. And I was like, man, that is pricey for back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. what was almost what was, twice the price? Yeah. I mean, uh, Superman was running what uh, buck buck twenty five at that point. I, I think uh, the main Marvel and DC books at the time were running a dollar. OK. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, this is almost twice the price of a regular book. You know, the issue of X-Men and X-Force that we discussed this very episode were only a dollar, but Wolverine is a buck, a buck 75. So. Well, boy, we better get our money's worth out of this bad boy then. Oh, I'm sure we will. No, 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 we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Well, let's see. <laughs> it's opening up. We're in Alberta, Canada, and you see a locked gate, and there's a keep out sign and one of those nuclear symbols on there. But, you know, we don't need a gate. Snit and a kick, <laughs> and that gate's not locked anymore. No. So we get a picture of Wolverine, and he's got a heck of an outfit on. He's uh, got his normal gear, but he's also got, like, this multi-pocketed vest. And he's – I don't know. Is this called a bandana or it's, like, some kind of, like, string headband or what? It was, like, something uh, something like Grifter would have if he didn't have his mask on. Yeah, it's it's a very, very thin headband here. It's a uh, – it's something. This, this outfit, this ensemble here um, – because I, I, he's even got like a utility belt right with even more pockets on it um and, you know one thing that i do want to bring up before we get any further here uh mark silvestri's art is very very good but i find it weird that rob liefeld gets all the crap for not being able to draw feet oh yeah mm. there yeah. are the, the 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 feet in this book look like spades you know like like the tip of like a shovel that's that's what these feet look like but uh, these ankles would not support these quads. No, certainly not. Certainly they would not. break. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, you know this 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 huge vest he's wearing. This reminds me of like every character I would have like doodled in my trapper keeper in junior high or something. <laughs> right. There's just so many layers to it. Like I I was the kind of you know child artist that if there was any white left on the page I wasn't done. It I just had to fill in as much detail as possible. So. I think all that's missing from this picture of Wolverine is like an eye patch, maybe a monocle, a cigar, uh, just uh, maybe a crucifix, a necklace or something. Just all the things you can fit on a character is uh, is what I would have done here. But he's well, damn you know, close. with Wolfie, the, cig- the cigar may be coming up later down the road. I don't remember if this one specifically <laughs> had a cigar, but, you know, with him, you never can tell. It's true. It's very true. But uh, Wolverine is standing here in his wonderful garb <laughs> thinking. <laughs> I think I've been here before and I didn't like it. So today Wolverine is going to be accompanied by Jubilee and Harold Tabeshaw, Harry Tabeshaw. And mm-hmm. uh, I had to jump on the Wikipedia because I'm like, I don't know who Harry Tabeshaw is. Well, it turns out this fellow, uh, this is his first appearance. Yeah. So. Because yeah, I, when I saw this, I, I, th- I thought maybe it was, uh, was sh- it was Shaman from Alpha Flight until right. I like actually read the bubbles here and yeah, it's a, uh, it's all Harry or new Harry, I guess. Well, and he refers to the story that we mentioned uh, previously. Oh, with the thing in the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. But he actually isn't in the story. He just apparently had a run in off, off panel yes. or something with the character. 
But anyway, so Jubilee says she doesn't want to go into a nuclear plant, and Harry's saying that this plate says, quote, bad medicine. And mm-hmm. uh, he tells Wolverine, he says, not a single animal goes near this place, not an owl, a snake, nor a mouse. Uh, but, you know, Jubilee's excited because this is a huge complex. She's going to get to go in and rollerblade. This is true. Uh, do, you, do you have any uh, – any? Uh, I mean, rollerblading was kind of the thing back uh, in the early 90s. Uh, and, you know, people still do it today. But I remember it was really, really big in my junior high school around this time. Do you have any memories of, uh, of blading? No. I, I remember having, like, uh, skates on and wiping out on my butt many times. But uh, <laughs> just the plain old-fashioned roller rink skates. I never got into rollerblading. I remember getting rollerblades and, uh, like – We'd get like the the hockey jersey and the and the hockey the street hockey stick, but we never played. So we would just like go <laughs> up and down streets in like in like my Rangers jersey and nice. uh, like my red uh, you know street stick. Never played the game, but always just like <laughs> would have them. Uh, I do think it's interesting here that uh, Jubilee's blade. What does she call them here? She, she doesn't call them rollerblades. No, she says uh, blade skating at blade one point. Sk- yeah. <laughs> So yeah. I wonder if this is like a, a frisbee versus flying disc sort of a scenario here. Oh well, yeah, but, uh, they have to be, you can't be too on brand in case you know true. somebody owned the rights. I guess. <laughs> now her rollerblades or her skate what, what are blade skates? Her blade <laughs> skates. Skate blades. They only they only have three wheels on them. Right. And uh, back in school, you know, they we they had four wheels, but like the cool kids would remove the third wheel back. You know, right. so they'd be like the you'd have two wheels in the front, a gap. And then the fourth wheel. I don't know why they did this, but I remember thinking since all the cool kids did it, I wanted to do it too, but I was never allowed to. Well, yeah, because, I mean, who wants to spend the money on those and their kid goes in and pops a wheel off of them on purpose? (laughs) Okay, that's the parent in me talking. I'd be like, what are you doing? Leave the wheel on. That's what I would say now if one of my kids tried to do that. It's like getting the new pair of blue jeans and cutting out the knees or something. All right. So Wolverine's looking at the walls of the building, and it's steel and for, uh, reinforced concrete. It's got solid steel doors, but there's these three parallel gashes in the in the wall, and they look kind of familiar. Hmm. Little. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Jubilee skates off into the complex and finds a parking lot. And, you know, since there's a parking lot, there has to be a garage. Is that how it really works in big complexes? That was actually a question on my SATs. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, if there is if a parking lot is to a garage, yeah, it was something like that. I, I think right. I got the question wrong though. <laughs> okay, well, uh, well, Wolverine, he's trying to remember why this place seems so familiar, and uh, since he found this parking lot uh, through Jubilee, he goes and finds the garage he also found, and uh, it seems like there's like claw marks just all over the thing, and he hmm. goes. I was trying to get inside and somebody was shooting at me from him here. And it's like, he's talking like out of his body. I don't know what, this is going to be a whole contention of mine this whole time. Yes. What's reality? What's memory? Are these real memories? Are they inserted memories? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something about Joe, Chris. I don't like dream sequences. And one of the things that's frustrating with this is, are these flashbacks? Are these real? Oh, well, maybe I'm jumping ahead of myself. We'll find out. But parts of this story are kind of frustrating, I think. It's true. Very, very true. So he assumes that he can't get into the garage because, you know, once you're faced with the garage, the first thing you assume is since it's shut, it obviously is locked. But Jubilee uses the old noodle and says, hey, maybe it's not. You should try to open it. (laughs) She's the world's greatest detective here. Right. And so, you know, lo and behold, he like turns the, the knob and it actually does open. And inside's an old convertible, a Lotus 7. Mm. And this is this is the, my favorite part. He, like, climbs into the car. Feels like the seat's adjusted just for me. Well, it's your freaking car. Of course it's adjusted just for you. Yep. Otherwise, you're not doing yourself any favors. Uh, right. You know, I usually make sure that the seat is not adjusted for me. So I'm very I push it all the way up, you yep. know, so that I'm sitting with the wheel in my chest. I want to be as uncomfortable as possible for every one of my drives. <laughs> so he tries to turn over the engine. And suddenly he's somewhere else and it's cold and there's a gun pointed at him. There's three men and they tell him they've just filled him up with Thorazine. They thought that they'd knocked him out. But, of course, Wolverine's playing possum and he jumps up and punches him. He fights these guys and he grabs one of them and smashes their face into the headlight and it goes sprack. And I don't know why, but that descriptive just like I thought that sounded gross. 
Yeah, it did. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> too, 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 too. I think maybe it was, they were a little too on point with it. It just kind of grossed <laughs> me out. So um, one of the guys holding him up is like, hey, do him quick. Use the stun gun again. And he proceeds to pistol whip him. <laughs> so his way of using a stun gun is to grab the butt of a gun and beat yep. him in the head with it. I'm like, I don't think that's how stun guns work, but whatever. No. no. And so he goes, nobody's so tough they can't be pistol whipped out of him. So, and Wolverine falls flat on his face in real time. So, we're back to the garage. He's no longer in the car. He's standing outside the car, and he falls to the concrete. And he looks up, and there's Jubilee. So, he thinks he's just been daydreaming, obviously. But how come the headlight on the Lotus is broken? Dun, dun, dun. Oh. It, 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 I, it just, he's, he falls. He, he gets himself out of the car and falls flat on his face. Right. This is so weird. Is so he then, pantomiming this whole thing as it as he's as it's playing out in his head? I It reminds me of like when you see those old movies, like horror movies where somebody's in a trance and like, I remember long ago when I was a child <laughs> and you see him like play acting as I walk the down thing. the hall. It's like he's in a like a voodoo trance or something. That's it. <laughs> so Jubilee uh asks about the car and Wolverine says, Ah, it used to be his. You know, obviously it was set up for him. So she's going to go check the glove compartment, and uh, he says to her, well, you find any souvenirs from hot dates in there, you better just leave them be. And she says this. I'm like, what the bleep? She says, if I find any panties in there, I'm not touching them. Gross. If there's underwear in there from like 30, 40 years ago, I wouldn't touch them either. Yeah, I mean, I I was never much of a a Lothario, Jose or otherwise here, but – is or was panties in a glove box a thing that uh i, I remember that oh i don't know if we're allowed to do can we do bill cosby on this show sure i remember bill cosby used to have a routine where like the he would put his underwear in the glove box because he didn't want to have dirty underwear if he was ever in a in a car wreck you know Maybe that's it and you know it's like <laughs> he, he was worried you know his mom would come to the hospital did he have unclean underwear yes we found him in the glove compartment you know so i thought it was like a bill cosby joke i don't know this is weird yeah i i maybe well if jubilee finds bill cosby's underwear in Wolverine's show, we got some questions to ask you <laughs> <No kidding. laughs> no, you know i'm thinking like about like like my glove box probably has like a map us like a map to a state that i don't live in and like maybe some like dentine i don't know yeah, from that one uh, trip you went to, like, uh, Texas, you know, you yeah. still have the Houston map in there or something. Uh, so uh, Wolverine decides to leave Jubilee to uh, keep skating around, and he makes his way into the complex. But here's the part, Chris. Is he really making his way into the complex, or is this a dream again? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, It's very really confusing. So he's in this complex. It's trash. There's like, you know, the typical ceiling tiles and wires are dangling over water. And he's like up to his ankles in water. And the place is just shot to hell. And he thinks to himself, what were they shooting at? And you look up at his face and he looks down and there's a reflection of him in the water. Weapon X. Yeah. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I very well might be. I think this might be like the first time we see weapon x outside of the marvel comics Presents storyline so like almost like we're seeing it here like in the flagship book so something that happened in this like weird anthology series is actually part of continuity now officially right and i remember seeing this and it reminded me of how weird it was the first few times i heard wolverine referred to as james howlett outside of origin like you'd see like in an x-men book they'd call him james all of a sudden Everybody yeah, knew. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, okay, so that was a legitimate story after all. I mean, because it was very nebulous. They wanted to give Wolverine an origin, but we didn't know how far reaching or how long lasting or how ref- ref- uh, referenced it would ever be. Uh, what you have any, uh, I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here, but do you have any memories of the origin story? Were you, were you a fan? Well, let, let me say this real quick and then I'll jump on that. Sure. It, you know, it reminds me of once they said that Kramer's name was Cosmo. Yes. And then all the time. Then all, you go through six seasons of he's just Kramer. Then all of a sudden, once they found out he's Cosmo, it's Cosmo every other episode. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. Uh, origin. Yeah. I've read that pretty recently. And boy, uh that's a weird one. It's like mm-hmm. uh, you think you're opening this thing. You're going to get some gritty, you know. Uh, where did he come from? Uh, did he come from like 
the the trenches of World War One. No, he came from the set of Jane Eyre. Yes, <laughs> it's like all orphans and and desolate moors and all this. It's like a period piece, and it's I enjoyed it, but it's weird. It's yeah. not at all what I thought it was going to be. It goes from no, being definitely. Jane Eyre to Call of the Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Very much, and it's, it's it's a. I'm not gonna say it's not good because I did enjoy it, but it's kind of strange because it's not what you were expecting. Yeah, I think the only bad thing I can say about it is I didn't think. I mean, I know why it was necessary, but I wish it wasn't. Mm. Um, because well, yeah, I, sometimes you don't need an origin. I, exactly. I, I wish we just he'd been shrouded in mystery. I think would have been better for the character. Yeah, because that's what makes him so special in these book. These issues we're reading here, um, as sort of frustrating as it is that we don't know what's a dream and what's real the fact that we're actually asking questions is is cool i mean that, that keeps us reading that keeps us coming back uh once origin was made and uh i mean the big i'm sure it's not even a rumor anymore but they they did origin because they wanted to have the comics origin before the movies decided to make an origin of their own right um that is true okay and uh i i i wish they didn't have to do it that said, I, I really liked the fake out early mm-hmm. on where we right. were led to assume that one person was going to be revealed and the other one was. Uh, I thought that was really well done. Um, oh, yeah, because you thought that the dad of dog was going to be. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then it was actually the the weak and little, <laughs> little uh, rich boy. It, or whatever. it was little Oliver. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> Did yeah, you ever it was, read it, the, it, it was okay. a good twist. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yes, an Oliver twist indeed. Did you ever read the sequel to Origin? I did not. Me? I, I bought it. I just never read it. Um, so it's sitting somewhere in a long box. <laughs> but uh, I think, who was that? Was that Cullen Bunn? Kieran I, Gillen? I'm not them. sure. Yeah. yeah. But I, uh, I don't even think I even picked up any of that one. Yeah, it, was, uh, it came out probably like 2013, 2014-ish. But... Uh, yeah, I didn't hear too much hype about it um, outside of, you know, it being the sequel to Origin. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Origin was interesting, um, <laughs> but kind of wish it wasn't necessary. No, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm totally with you. And like I say, it, it's almost I, I almost wish it were in Elseworlds. And uh, yes, yeah, because it definitely doesn't feel like a superhero book to begin with. No, and, no. and that's fine. You know, that's OK. Sure. But uh, I. It wasn't at all what I was thinking I was going to be getting. Yeah, yeah. And then, then when we see him called James Howlett in the books, it's like, okay, I guess right. that's real. <laughs> at least we know uh, one thing from uh, Origin is he never gets the girl, apparently, and that starts from a very early on. And he has he still, he still has that redhead fetish, too. From, yes, he from, does. From Jump Street, yeah. That's probably where it started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we hear, like, blaring out, Weapon X has escaped. Soldiers are surrounding him and they're firing at him. Zone three, totally compromised. Wolverine slashing his way through the soldiers. He cuts through the power of the walls and is in the crawl space. He's heading towards Professor Cornelius. And uh, I haven't read Weapon X in a while. As I'm assuming that was the guy who was running yeah. the experiment. OK, mm-hmm. yeah. so he bursts through the floor. The professor's at his mercy. And then there, he feels a gun at his back. Back to the present. It's Jubilee. I would cut her in half myself. She, he almost kills her. I do yeah. not get this. I'm I, I'm totally with Logan. If someone sn- sn- snuck up on me and stuck a gun in my back and I had claws that pop out, I'm uh-huh. not, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't accidentally almost hurt somebody. What does she think? I mean, Jubilee is 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 she, she's holding a gun on Wolverine here while he's. We don't know if he's in this voodoo trance or not. Right. He's, he's at the very least in a trance. He's right. at the very least staring into nothingness. You're going to walk up to him with a gun? And shove it in the small of his back. Yes. So weird. I don't... Oh. Anyway, Jubilee, we're not done with you yet. We'll no, come we're back not. to you. So um, she found the gun in the Lotus. This is what she found instead of underpants. Yes. Uh, and it had a tape handle. You must have been a regular James Bond. Well, okay... No sooner does she say this than once again, Voodoo Land. Back in and, uh, land, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, this time it's Sabretooth uh, who's uh, hanging out with Logan, and they're dressed up like detectives. And he's telling him, you know, the reason he's giving him this gun is because it's got a better grip with no fingerprints. And this one really threw me. So if you put tape around something, does that mean it doesn't get finger? Is there not fingerprints on tape? 
unless they mean like if they get caught, they rip the tape off or something. Or I, I don't know. You, yeah, you like you just hold on, officer. I gotta take this duct tape off the hand. Got any scissors? Yeah, <laughs> I'll use my claws. Um, so uh, Wolverine and Sabretooth on their on the job, and you know we find out it's Logan's birthday, no less. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay, I'm gonna be honest with you guys because we're friends. I love you guys. This part of the story, I'll do my best to cover, but I literally must have read this four times, and I still don't know if I got it. You're not alone in that. This I, is, I, uh, I tried. Tough, tough. <laughs> yeah, this is a toughie here. I, I, I do love that uh, we have uh, the, the uh, graffiti on the walls here, and like I, it either says fat or eat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is a rough place, obviously. I mean, Very there's graffiti rough. everywhere, and all of a sudden, these random spikes are coming out of the – they're coming out of the floor. They're coming now, out this, of the walls. Yeah. You this know, you're in a bad bizarre. neighborhood when there's spikes coming out of the floor. <laughs> Jeez. So uh, Sabretooth Radio is into Mastodon, and I believe this is also his first appearance. Hmm. And let's know that they're ready to to do whatever this mission is that they're going to be. So uh, Sabretooth kicks in the door, and there's, you know – people lounging around and they're lounging around like big cases of like grenades and guns and just, you know, armaments. Yeah. And this guy who looks just like a commandy screams, Oh, we're busted, dude. <laughs> so then, like, it's it, crazy. It, it's, yeah. This guy looks a lot like commandy um, <laughs> to the point where like uh, you put it in your notes and I, I, I busted out when I saw that. <laughs> This is this is Commandi, yeah. Commandi yeah. here is a, is a is a an arms dealer, yes. Right. Uh, he's like a terrorist, a home a shirtless, terrorist. a shirtless yeah. arms dealer. <laughs> so we got a firefight uh, breakout, and then Commandi he takes two to the chest, so he's out. Uh, well, at least we think. I don't know. Everybody's getting hit like crazy in this thing, oh, but they're yeah. still walking. Uh, a Wolverine gets hit, and once again he falls flat on his face. And then you hear the, you're, you're going to hear this throughout, and this is another part that gets really confusing. Like, are we? This is the part that I think really like, kind of. I won't say ruins the story for me, but it really makes the whole thing like confusing. Mm-hmm. There's this voice, and it's going to just pop in, and uh, it says it's crucial that the memory implant be bonded to reality, preferably to severe trauma. Okay. Anyway. Mastodon burst into rescue. He's shot right away. Right and away. Logan just is getting shot full of like Swiss cheese. And uh, he looks up and Silver Fox is there out of nowhere. I don't remember her be a being... rabid dog around. Yeah, you know, and uh, and uh, Sabretooth shot. And then we hear again, the brain does not allow itself to remember excruciating pain in precise detail. Okay. Did I mention one of the terrorists out of nowhere is Silver Fox? Yeah. She is. She's here. And, yeah, she's shooting dogs. Um, <laughs> so Sabretooth's in a really bad way. But, like I say, who isn't at this point? This is a bloodbath. I don't know why any of them are walking. And he's mm-hmm. like, please do something, Logan. And one of the terrorists, he looks like a, a hobo version of Shipwreck from G.I. Joe, points <laughs> a gun at him. And he's going, die, pigs, die. And... and Logan's on the floor, not pig, not animal, not dead. And so, and then he goes like full Weapon X mode, spikes yeah. shooting out of his body. It's, Fleshy spikes. Yeah, I've never seen this. I mean, it looks like uh, when Magneto's starting to pull the metal yes. out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Hobo, Hobo Shipwreck turns into the professor and yep. dies. And I'm not to proc in Professor X. It was the Professor Crenshaw guy. And then the voice again, the brain would much rather believe an unpleasant fiction than a horrifying truth. And then uh, Weapon X, he's faced off with Silver Fox. Drop gun, won't hurt. And Sabretooth's like, kill her, kill her. <laughs> and she's like, go ahead, pigs. I'm not going to grovel for my life. And Logan, all of a sudden, boom, we're out of voodoo land again. Mm-hmm. And he's facing Jubilee. And he's like almost cuts her finger off. Yeah. And she's like, I was just holding out the keys. Well, you didn't have to stick me. And like half her fingers hanging off. I mean, yeah. She's so nonchalant about having the, the half of her finger nearly severed by a claw. Right. This is, is this just something that happens every day if you work with Wolverine? Is she used to this? It's like, <laughs> oh, oh, man, I lost another limb. Whoops. 
she took Kitty Pride's class on how to be uh, the young female partner to Wolverine, you know, and, and Kitty's like, well, you know, he may cut your hand, but I can go intangible. Yeah, be exactly. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> she's got the, uh, she's definitely got the step up on, uh, on Jubilee. <laughs> So uh, in the keys that uh, Jubilee's trying to give him has this little Native American pouch, and it reminds me of the sort of thing that Shaman from Alpha Flight used to carry around. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and the first – this panel here, you have uh, – like Wolverine has the – this is around Silver Fox's neck, right? The uh, right. This little pouch, and uh, that's, where the, that's where we go back into Flashback Land for – or Voodoo Landed for a split second here just to see where this thing originated. And Wolverine's like kind of holding it out from her neck with his claws here. And the first time I saw this image was on a Wolverine trading card, like one of the really, really cheap sets of trading cards where like the back of it was black and white, basically, or like black, white, maybe like one color, like brown, maybe. Oh, uh, right. There was that one company who did a lot of just comic books. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I remember them. Yep. And yeah, like rather than being original art, they were just panels, basically. And this panel here with him holding this uh this pouch away from Silver Fox's neck was one of the cards. And I always assumed that it was a pig's nose when I first saw it <laughs> because it kind of looks like a snout. Right. Uh, so I'm like, I'm like, oh, maybe he caught them dinner or something. I made this whole story about this one image without flipping the damn card over and finding out that it was uh, this little pouch. But, uh, right. yeah, it's uh, that, that's one that will always stick with me. And Logan's ready to get the hell out of there. And at this point, I think I am, too. Uh, He goes, this is jarring too many questions loose. Let's go see the professor. So uh, as you see them leaving the facility, and this is the first time I feel like we really see that, okay, he actually is in a facility with Jubilee, not on voodoo time. Yeah. There actually is something going on in this place other than just a garage. And there is a mold shaped like a human being. And it is labeled Shiva, and that is your final panel. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, sir. What do you think? Uh, it's, I want to say hit and miss, but it yeah. is a little more miss for me, to be honest with you. I, I It gets a little too cerebral and not a good way. Yeah. I, I felt like he was trying to be too clever. And then by the time he hits uh, that shootout, it's just I'm done with it. The shootout was very unfortunate um, because I think at its core here, the story that we're being told is that basically Wolverine has memories, but we don't know what memories he can trust. Right. I mean, that's kind of the whole gig here. We have the professors or we don't know if it's a professor's voice, but we have this voice in Wolverine's head talking about like linking things to trauma. And, you know, he won't question something that's not as bad as the real thing. Um so, uh, you know, we get the impression that there is some fiction. Uh, I mean, Silver Fox is there out of nowhere. Right. Um, so we do know that there's some fiction in his memory. Um, and he was a DC Comics fan. He obviously had been reading Commandy, uh, yes. you know, at this point yeah. in his life. Is it like, uh, yeah. I, 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 and that, I think, is the one plus for it is it does give you glimpses of his background. Mm-hmm. But the the thing that detracts from it for me is like, but you can't trust it. So you don't know if it's real or not. And And, that's just not the kind of storytelling I enjoy. Yeah. And the way they presented it, I mean, Mark Silvestri's art's great, except it is beautiful. It is a beautiful book. Yeah. Yeah, Except for the feet, which (laughs) looks like like cross hatched spades. But, uh, (laughs) the storytelling might've left a little bit to be desired here because I know that they were going for confusing, but right. It should go to it. It went. It like took a step past confusing for me. I mean, it did. Just, it, it went from being confusing to it glazed me over ex- to the point exactly. where I had to reread it, and I'm still not getting it. Exactly, because uh, before we, you know, before we went on on mic here, you said that there was a scene you had to read a few times, and I'm like, yeah, the shootout, and we were like, we both laughed because it's like this was just such a weird scene, like the fleshy spikes in in Wolverine, the fleshy spikes coming out of the wall. It's just What's the point? What's the purpose of this? And, and all it does is distract from the actual mystery. And right. uh, just it adds this extra layer to the to the Dagwood sandwich that I don't think was necessary. I think this could have been told in a bit of a more straightforward manner while still holding on to its ambiguity. And uh, it was just uh, the first half was, you know, I mean, Jubilee is annoying. She's a pain in the ass, but well, it's funny. Yeah. And th- that's one thing I was going to say, too, is um, 
she's a divisive character for yeah. a lot of people, um, uh, you know, of our generation that grew up with her in the books. And, um, you know, the older ca- crowd probably saw her as like Cringer or something. Yeah, probably. Or, 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 or Orko. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she was the scrappy do. Yeah. Yeah. She was, you know, obviously trying to take Kitty Pride's place and we didn't want her to take Kitty Pride's place. Yeah. And, and like I told you earlier, I think that's most exemplified in the show. But for mm-hmm. the most part, she never bothered me. Reading this issue, I would understand why people don't like her. She's it's a she's an airhead. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good look for her at all. There's, you know, uh, like we're going to learn a lot more about Jubilee as we move on here. And uh, one of the things that we will learn is that she's maybe not so much a deep character, but she's a character that has heart. You know, Um, there is stuff there. There is, like I said, maybe not depth, but there is heart here. It's it's like a a caricature almost. It's not a good outing for her. No, no. I mean. I mean, there's radiation everywhere. She's complaining that, you know, well, people, people will, you know, radiation's around for millions of years, but let me go skating. Right. She's sitting there <laughs> talking about how she's afraid of going, growing an extra eyeball or something. Yep. And then the minute she can get her skates on, she's in there. She's in there. And then, I mean, if that's not bad enough, she puts a gun into Wolverine's back. Right. She, she, I don't know. I mean, you know, we, I don't, we don't want to make this too realistic or anything, but like, if if you've been around people who've who've been in the military, you're probably not going to want to shake them awake. No, you know, um, just as out of out of respect for what they've seen and what they've you know been through, you don't shake them awake. Here we have Wolverine. We don't know his history yet. We just know that it's violent. Right. And he's staring, and he's in a daze. At the very least, he's in a daze, and she's jamming a gun into his back. Yeah, and she just saw him fall flat on his face not that long ago. Yes. And and maybe smash his own face into a into a, right. Into he a may have it. I don't know how long a concussion lasts for Logan. Maybe only ten minutes, but he the guy could be concussed for all we know. He could be rocked for sure. Right. It's a uh, yeah. So this uh you know last month we talked about the Tracy Kins issue. We had right. a lot of fun with it. This one might have had more meat on the bone, but it was definitely less fun. Yeah, definitely. And like I said to you, the, I, the one thing maybe about last month's, uh, I never lost it, never lost my attention. Yeah, uh, this one, it, it lost me a couple of times where I, I like, literally that like three or four pages. I struggled with it a little bit. It's true. And and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to as we, you know, as we you know dig deeper into the Shiva scenario here and see. I, I don't want to use the term decompressed because that wasn't really a thing at this point uh, insofar as getting enough issues to fill a trade. But right. we are we are, uh, you know, limping toward the 50th issue. And uh, I wonder if maybe the story was maybe expanded a little bit just so we can have the big conclusion in the, you know, the slashed covered 50th issue. Um, well, you're you're a you're a Dragon Ball fan, right? Of course. Well, if we don't want to say decompression, let's call it filler. Filler. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This hey. is this is Wolverine just screaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> While he yeah. charges his power. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I it's a fine line between filler and decompression, but I think there is a difference, and and they're definitely, I think, I think you're absolutely right. They're pacing themselves to yeah. uh, to make sure they hit where they want to be yeah, when they want to be there. For sure, there's definitely a bit of fluff here, and and. Uh, you know, just like we said last month with uh, Tracy Kins, that felt like a fill-in, an inventory, just to get us to uh, within reach, within grasp of the 50th issue for a milestone, and uh, and probably to give Sylvester adequate time to to perform, you know, all three parts. But uh, and and I hope he does. I don't know if he does or not. I haven't looked ahead to. I haven't either. I, yeah. I, I I've got the essential, and I, I literally <laughs> I, I read an issue, I put it down. Oh yeah. And, for sure. And, yeah, and that's the same way I'm doing it. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I don't want to know because I don't want to like if we knew <laughs> we might have right. a different idea. But right. And yeah, I don't want to I don't want to influence how I'm feeling issue to issue. Certainly, certainly. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, this uh, wasn't bad, wasn't great. Um, we have uh, questions, which is good. We have questions we want to see answered. Um, right. Well, it, it leaves on a good cliffhanger, at least. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Because that does that does have me intrigued. Yeah, because, I mean, we didn't know what the Shivas were, back, or what Shiva was, we should say. Right. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting here. I do like, I'm a, you know, I'm a huge lore guy, so I love the fact that 
the Weapon X uh, serial is referred to. And I mean, this is even referred to as the sequel to Weapon X. Well, definitely. So. That moment actually is probably, I think, my favorite in the book. Yeah. Is when they he has the flashback in the actual facility and, uh, you know, is like thrashing his way through the building to, mm-hmm. to the professor. That I think that's the strongest part of the story. Definitely. Definitely. And I'm sure that's the part that resonated the most uh, with readers of the day, uh, because, uh, you know, I, I, I wonder if it informed, you know, values for Marvel Comics Presents and, and how many people might have dismissed that anthology series as being essential reading. Right. Where uh, now they see sequel to Weapon X. What's Weapon X? They got to go find it and they got to right. find like all eight or nine issues of it. And uh it's been a while since I've read it, but I do remember – I remember enjoying it for, for what it was. But uh, it is nice to see it addressed here. It is nice to see it brought into the, you know, quote-unquote mainstream. And, totally. uh, and And it, gets, it gives Larry Hammer the chance to, uh, you know, weave it into, uh, you know, his ongoing Wolverine tapestry here and, and maybe have a little bit of fun with it and maybe – Give us a little bit more uh, in the way of answers, maybe even bring up some more questions we should have. Uh, so it, it, we're heading in the right direction is, yep. is what I'm taking the scenic route to try to say. Yeah. Well, uh, it's it's good. He's getting to play off of what's come before him. And, sure. and, and shared universes work best, I think, when that's what they do is they say, OK, yes. Someone else has told this story. Let me play off of it. And when that's done well, that's when I think the best of Marvel or DC or Valiant or whatever shared universe you happen to like, that's when it's at its best. For sure. Yeah. When everybody's on board and everybody's willing to play the ball where it lay. Right. That's that's when you're that's when you're going to get the best stuff here, because it feels like everyone has a little bit of skin in the game and uh, everyone has a measure of ownership over what's going on. And uh and then, you know, the, with ownership comes pride and, you know, with pride comes hard work. So we're hopefully in for some good stuff. Uh, Most definitely. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it because, oh, like I say, even if it was bizarre and sometimes frustrating, I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this whole era is stuff that I've read like once, like 20 years ago. So this uh, this has been like a sort of weird, like an uncomfortable homecoming to me because I've forgotten so much of it. So sure. I'm I'm getting that weird and very rare opportunity for comic fans to almost uh, experience this as, as though it's my first time. Which And uh, I get to experience it for the first time, so we're in together, man. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Now, uh, anything else to say about this, uh, this uh, comic book? I think we're good. I think we covered everything. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, before I do let you go, though, and uh, I think this will be the hundredth time I'm explaining this gimmick that I'm <laughs> that I'm foisting upon this program, uh, taking a page out of the Moratory playbook here, where we look at the entire issue of Strike Force Moratory, including the bullpen bulletins page, which includes something they call the profile, and uh, that's a weird little quirky little interview that marvel conducts with its editors and staffers and all that good stuff asking very dumb questions uh which they answer either honestly or with you know tongue-in-cheek i figured it might be fun to do the same thing here and so far everyone's been uh, a good sport about it so and it's been a whole lot of fun too i've we'll learned see a if lot that continues <laughs> <laughs> indeed indeed and it's it's crazy. I've learned so much about people. Uh, these are questions I would never get to ask uh, because they are – some of them are just normal questions. Some of them are very dumb. But uh, we will uh, get started with uh, the pod file right now. Now, uh, so uh, where, where does your uh, stuff appear? Uh, I guess if you want to say anything, um, I did have a, a Tumblr feed that I kept up, but not so much anymore. So I would say on Twitter at Joe. Okay, and uh, what about your content? What content do you make? Uh, I in the past or right now? Right now. Right now, uh, other than the show that I do with you once a month, uh, I am on a show, uh, DC Everything Else, and that is a podcast with uh, Mike Myers, Rob Krager, and uh, Kirk Spencer, and that's on the uh, DC noise feed and it's basically we do everything but the superheroes so we'll do uh, Batlash but not Batman there you go <laughs> now you mentioned uh, some of your past content here that was on a, on a Tumblr what, what did you do there uh, 
I I had envisioned that I was going to do a blog and it's just life gets in the way and I'm inherently just a pinch lazy when it comes <laughs> to creating material. Unlike yourself, uh, I don't <laughs> have the drive to do daily reviews. Um, uh, so I, I had a, a blog page for the non-discerning reader and I, I did several things with it and reviews and, um, I just didn't stick. I, I'd rather read is what it comes down to. It's like, uh, would I rather work on something for an hour or read, uh, four books? And I'd probably rather read the four books. Mm-hmm. Very true. It, it's, it's not always easy to, uh, you know, to get the digital pen onto digital paper. It's, a uh, I, I know what you're saying here. It's a the the drive is sometimes not there, and it's it's hard to do, uh, especially when there is just so many other things you know calling for your time and right. uh, you know hobby and free time are are so sparse and so uh, precious that you got to make the best use of it. You got to do what makes you happiest. So for sure, I totally totally understand that. Um, now uh, speaking of hobby time, uh, what what are some hobbies you got? I wish I had interesting ones. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll just say, uh, like most of us, I probably have paper-based hobbies. Yes. Um, ones that I don't necessarily indulge as much in uh, because we tend to be mostly comic-oriented in uh, our friendships here uh, on our, our pod brethren and sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I am a big manga fan. Uh you know, if I'm being snooty, I'll I'll say like it's all comics, which I actually feel that way. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. care if it's Japanese or European or oh, sure. or beloved American books. It's comics to me. I, when I was a kid and somebody had him handed me Golgo 13, I didn't know that that was from Japan. I just thought it was a comic strip. Oh, for um, sure. Uh, I love history. I was a history major originally in college, uh, and I'm a I love music, so uh, I'm boring. I like to read, I like to collect comics, and I like to listen to music. Very cool, very cool. So now, out of all the uh, all the stuff that you have created for the internet, all the content you've put out, is there anything that strikes you as being something you're especially proud of? Maybe uh, you know something that you're the most proud of that you've put out. Uh, I'm happiest with what I've done when I hopefully the enjoyment I had and it comes through. Um, <laughs> Uh, like last episode, I, I, you know, we're breaking throughout the episode, but I really enjoyed that. So I hope people got joy out of that. Uh, <laughs> that was there a lot was, of fun. there was an episode I did with, uh, comics in the golden age of, mm-hmm. uh, Betty and Veronica stories where I could barely keep it straight for while he's reading his story. Um, <laughs> and there was, you know, the very first thing I ever recorded, uh, was some Archie stuff. And yeah, I was really happy with that and how they turned out. Uh, I want people to have fun, even if it's vicariously. Um, and hopefully if, if I'm having fun, I hope that it comes across. So I, I'm st- I, I probably only got like a dozen under my belt at this point, but uh, the ones where I feel like I was enjoying myself the most, that's probably what I, if I had to say, listen to one, I'd, I'd, I'd pick one of those uh, comics in the GA or that last one we did together. Very cool. Very good. And it's funny. Uh, one of the questions here that I've gotten from um, our fellow co-hosts here, as I was recording this month's episodes with them, uh, before we get started, I think three or four of them said, what was the deal with that Wolverine book last month? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was the only book that people actually like. I mean, we talked about three issues of X-Force, which were right. weird. We right. talked about oh, like Marvel Comics Presents, which was weird. But the Wolverine issue with Tracy Kims. People yeah, were like, so bizarre. what was the deal with that? And uh, <laughs> and I, I said, I said, we, you know, it, it was probably just a filler one. And they and, and like invariably they're all like. Like that sounded like such a fun book to talk about. You you have no idea. (laughs) That that makes my day, Chris, because, you know, I, I I want, I want it to come through. If you can't have joy with it, what's the point? So Mm -hmm. even if it's the weirdest thing on the planet, if you have fun, that's what matters. Definitely. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Now on the other side of the, of the coin here, uh, well, not necessarily, (laughs) but on the negative side of life here, do you have any pet peeves? Mean people. Uh, just people in general who are uh, inconsiderate and rude and overly hostile. It, it, it freaks me out. I don't get it and I don't like it. I'm there with you. Very cool. So uh, where were you born? Uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Uh, I lived there again as a grown up, but uh, I lived there for like, I don't know, a few months as a, 
when I was first born. Oh, so you were out of there pretty quick. Yeah, uh, okay. uh, we moved to this uh, southern part of the state, but uh, um, I spent most of my life uh, in the the middle and southern part of Georgia. And um, but yeah, that's where I was born. Okay, I, I was, I was going to say like, uh, how was it like going back? But you probably wouldn't remember being oh, there I the first did. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you. <laughs> Now, uh, what would you say is your greatest achievement outside of creating content for the Internet? Uh, probably my boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 I, I couldn't be happier with the, the way my, my three kids are turning out. Uh, they're a joy and a pain and a blessing mm-hmm. every day. You know, it's it's the roller coaster ride. Being Absolutely. a dad is, is a lot is probably with, if I had to point out anything in my life that I'm proudest of is my kids. Very cool. Very cool. Now, here's a weird question. Uh, do you have any odd habits you'd like to share with the class? Uh, this one's the one that's really going to throw me. I can't, <laughs> I, I, I can't think of anything. Okay. I do have a, I don't know if it's a habit, but uh, even if it's like 20 degrees below zero, I have to have a fan on me. Um, so I have a fan going at all times when I go to bed at night. Uh, okay. I don't care if it's, like I say, you know, minus 15 in, in the house. I got a fan on. You know that I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very, very similar to that myself. I, I always need circulation. I need air to be moving. So, yeah, I, I totally get that. And people I tell people that they think I'm crazy. I'm like, well, you should see me in the summer. I got three fans on me. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> now, here's another weird question. If they made a movie about your life, who would play you in it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I always like to think of myself as funny, but then there's so many times where I, like, listen back to myself and I'm the serious one in the conversation. Um, <laughs> it, it, I know one time I was at a WrestleMania uh, at a bar and somebody's like, who are you, Drew Carey? So let's go with Drew Carey. Okay. <laughs> I, I, did, I never saw it, and my girlfriend was offended. But you know what? Hey, hey I like Drew. He's funny. <laughs> he's on Price is Right. He's a good dude. There you go. There you go. Now, um, here's a here's like one of those like eh, questions because it's it can go either way here. But uh, why comics to talk about? Why 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 do we pick comics to to, to discuss and write about and just uh, make our thing? I don't know where exactly it started. Um, could be a little bit of a rebellious streak in me. Um, my mother, uh, she would tell you, uh, you know, comics were what she burned when she was in, a kid in the 50s. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I remember having a big pile of comics my friend had lent me uh, and her taking them away from me. I remember uh, A Vision of Scarlet Witch. Um no witches in the house. That was a no-no. And uh, and I had the bad luck to have the the episode where or the issue where uh, Vision's hand had been destroyed, mm-hmm. and so it was pretty gross looking. Okay. And uh, so that was double whammy. I got in a lot of trouble for that one. So I don't know if it's rebellious nature originally, but um, I don't know. It's kind of a, an obsession with mine. Um, it's the one thing if you. Outside of friends and family, because, you know, mm-hmm. let's take them off the table. Sure, uh, sure. Outside of friends and family, uh, you could take TV away from me. I'd probably bite you if you took music away from me, but mm-hmm. I, I could probably kind of make it. I don't know what I'd do without comics. They're just they're They have become part of my DNA at this point. Sure. And, and like I say, I don't care if it's American, Japanese, whatever. Um, I might be in a rabbit hole where I'm only reading manga for a little while or I'm in a rabbit sure. hole where I'm only reading, you know, indie comics or only superhero comics. But um, there's not a, a week that goes by where I'm not I don't have a stack of some sort next to me. Very cool. Very cool. Now, uh, so what do people in high school think about you? Uh, for the most part, I don't think they did. <laughs> you stole my answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think they did. Uh, around 12th grade, um, I was one of those honors kids. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was hidden away in the class with like the other six or seven kids. Sure. Um, and, you know, I they, they'd roll me out for PE. <laughs> Uh, in 12th grade, when we started uh, actually, actually intermingling with like the AP kids and, you know, uh, and the calculus kids, I think uh, mm-hmm. people – 
people like, hey, this guy's kind of funny. I, I, who are you again? You know, mm-hmm. that's that's who it was. So in general, I'd say I don't know that they thought of me much. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> now, who are some of your favorite performers? Uh, is this music? Is this what anything is you want? Anything uh, that ent- anybody that entertains you in any way. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ric Flair, Booker T, um, Run DMC and Kiss. There you go. Very good. Very good. Now, what about uh, like any any actors? Uh, hmm. You know, I I can't think of any that are just jumping out at me right this second. I you know the funny thing is I worked at Blockbuster mm-hmm. for um, most of uh, my college experience, and then I was in management there for quite a while. So I've seen my fair share of movies. Sure. Um, the only ones I ever really went down rabbit holes with is uh, uh probably somebody like Jet Li or Jackie Chan, someone okay. who really brought in that physical side as well. Because um, cool. when I was really into wrestling, I was really like martial arts films as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, uh, here's a question that we have a lot of fun with on the Moratory Mondays here, because when the editors answer it, they always pick the most pretentious answer that they can. Um, okay. Now, uh, what's the last good book you did or didn't read? Okay. And so this is this is something that is not a graphically inclined book. Yes, this is uh, okay. this is this is just the the boring words. Okay, does something like um, American Comic Book Chronicles the 1980s <laughs> count? Yeah, I think that'll count. Yeah, that'll uh, count. probably that. Um, I can't remember if I read it or the 90s last. I read both <laughs> of them fairly recently. Uh, I don't know that I've read any outside of that, and this may be pretentious. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I got I got a stack of. Uh, novels at the first of the year and the only one i got read out of it was native son so if it can't be comic book related i'd have to say native son by richard wright and if that's pretentious i'm sorry as long as it's not infinite jest you're okay because <laughs> uh, that's that's going to be my answer that i read the first eight pages of infinite jest so um no <laughs> yeah by the way american comic book chronicles anybody who hasn't read them 70s 80s 90s all three volumes are wonderful is Good that stuff. A, is that tomorrow's tomorrow's yep yes okay i and they're they're thick too, right? They're they uh, are they are big, yeah. Yeah. Especially for the the stuff we're covering on here, I would say the the 90s one would be well worth your time. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, and I'm sure you could probably get those uh like in stock trades or something or or probably anywhere, right? I, yeah, I, I think uh some of them go in and out of print. Like I had mm-hmm. to wait forever for the 80s to come back into print. Okay. Um, but they do have the PDFs, and uh, I actually – I'm such a weirdo. I uh, I, I wanted it to be uh, on the go with me, so okay. I ended up buying the PDF as well because oh, I, didn't want cool. to, I didn't want to take, like, this big honking book to sure. work. So oh, I was yeah, reading, yeah. I, was re- I would read the PDF at work sometimes on break. Hey, dude, that, that's, that sounds really cool. Um, now, uh, what was the last good movie you saw? Ah, this is a – this is one of my had to beat my head in the wall for a minute or two. <laughs> I, we've been watching a lot of the like uh, crime stuff on HBO, um, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to think of movies. I'm kind of like you. I don't do a lot of movies anymore. Yes, um, I, I didn't know if the Tiger King documentary counted because that's like the yeah, last thing see, I saw. Yeah, that's more like a yeah. show, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, man, I can't remember the last movie I saw. The last movie I saw in the theater, I took my son to his birthday movie, My Hero Academia. Uh, I enjoyed that. Okay, yeah, that that'll work. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll check with the judges here. I think I think that'll work. There um, you go. Now, what would you say is the biggest influence on your content creation for the internet? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna make you blush. Probably <laughs> you and Reggie. Um, really? I, okay. I love the way you did the issue breakdowns, um, and I like doing voices. And you guys mm-hmm. always did voices, so uh, we tried. Uh, so um, I'm not saying I do voices well, uh, but I enjoy doing them. I always get told all my voices sound the same, but I don't care. I have fun with it. Uh, so probably that. And then um, the when I was blogging, mm-hmm. uh, I probably was closer to uh, – oh, what's the name of the one blogger? Uh, the Son of Cthulhu. 
Okay, Michael Carlisle, yeah. Yeah, I, it, probably something closer to how he did the breakdowns when I first started doing those. But like I say, I haven't really kept up with that at all, and so they're out there floating around somewhere, but I don't even know if you can even access them easily anymore. Sure, sure. Now, uh, what would you say is the your greatest unfulfilled ambition in creating content for the Internet? Oh, man, I can't get away too much because what if I end up wanting to do it? Uh, well, let's just say there's a certain comic company that I think has a fascinating history. Um, okay. And I don't want to give it away because I don't want to give anybody any ideas. Sure. Um, and uh, I think uh, covering that company uh, in a way that hasn't been done would be a lot of fun. Very and cool. we can, me and you can talk about it later, but I'm not okay. sharing it with all these people. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Now, uh, now creating content has many of rewards, many of, uh, many satisfying things here, but what would you say is the worst part of creating content for the internet? Getting started. <laughs> That's hard, isn't it? <laughs> hey, hey, just, just getting the motivation to get going. Um, it's true with almost anything, uh, sure. you know, whether it's writing, taking notes, what have you, just, just Putting the pen to paper for me is the hardest just to get going. Oh, absolutely. I, I just wrapped up a, a semester of grad school here, and every for the past like three or four weeks, I've had to write papers like right. over and over and over again. And I would always just ask the wife, it's like, I just need help getting the first sentence down. After oh, sure, that, I'm sure. fine. But if you can, if just give me, give me an idea of how this, I'll give her like everything that's in my head, just like a brain dump. And it's like, can you make that into a sentence that makes sense? Because after that, I'm on, I'm off to the races. Right. But that I first sentence is just the worst. It's, and it's just like you say here, it's, it's like, it's in your head and you want to, you, you want to do it, but it's just like, there's something stopping you. Yep. But once you're there, you're good. But, uh, now here's another silly bullpen question here. Uh, when nobody's looking, what do you do? I mean, what the obvious one, like pick your nose or something? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I probably would. The one thing I would do with nobody but maybe my kids or wife around is dance like a moron. Is mm-hmm. I, I like to dance, but I don't know that I – but you get me in public at a dance, I ain't dancing. But I'll do it <laughs> in my house with like crazy. There you go. <laughs> now – the final question is kind of a like a potpourri here, because over the past couple of months, we've learned a lot about you and we asked a bunch of questions and you've answered them. Anything that we haven't covered or discussed that you think the folks at home ought to know about you? Uh, I don't know if there's anything that like ugh, that's that's pretty tough, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's anything per se that you need to know about me uh, other than um, I try to be thoughtful. I try to be a good dude. I don't know that I always uh, succeed. <laughs> I try to try to be a good father. I try to try to be a good husband. Uh, I try to be a good comic fan. And uh, if I interact with you, I'm going to try to be respectful of you and, uh, uh, and and try to treat you fairly. Very cool. Very cool. That that I think that's as good an answer as you as you can give for that sort of thing. Because I. Uh, that's one that, as I figure, I'll probably wrap up this episode with a little pod file on myself if uh, if I can, you know, be overly self-indulgent. Sure. And uh, I don't know if uh, I don't know what I'm going to say for that yet. I, it's I've been a, it's a to tough think. one. It is. Because yeah, is. I mean, we we present uh, we present ourselves uh, in every day out there, and, uh, sure. and it's it's tough to know uh, it's tough to know the answer to that one. It is. It is. And uh, it's been a very interesting uh, education for me asking everybody here. It's it's really been, um, you know, I when when people ask me about like putting this program together here and it's like, well, isn't it hard getting everybody together? And isn't it hard getting like the schedule set? I always tell them that the only problem with it is me because everyone else has been fantastic. Everyone has been just so awesome and so forthcoming and so giving and so excited and interested in this project that I'm the one who's holding things up, you know, and, uh, and, and getting the opportunity to learn so much about everybody here and ask the stupid questions that, you know, <laughs> norm, normally we wouldn't ask. I mean, sure. I just think that this has just been, uh, I don't want to say blessing because I think that might have connotations, but, uh, it's been just, it's been a joy. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, and I thank you for uh, playing ball and <laughs> hanging out. And, I, uh, I tried. If I whiffed a few, I apologize. No, 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 no. They were all fantastic <laughs> here. And uh, and that's one thing here. Uh, 
everybody's been so thoughtful in in these silly questions and it's been it really means a lot to me that uh that we're putting this together it's it's been a really good time so far but uh yeah if if, if you have anything else to say before uh we we shuttle off to the next book uh what you you got anything to say well you know we're in a a weird time right now so i I'll, i'll say how i always uh end almost any email i'm writing these days be well and read well there you go very good we're gonna hop over to some silly wolverine soundbite and uh, then i think we got some uh, alpha flight excalibur one of those books coming up next <laughs> X-Men. 